0: We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of
1: the South, this is the Run ATL Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino, welcome to the 2019 Labor Day edition of this audio affair. I am here with my friend and yours, D2, Dolomite Dave Martinez, back in studio and back
0: in state. My friend. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I uh, took a little bit of a break. I went out to uh, Colorado, went out west and uh, had an awesome time. Uh, I went out there to the initial part of my trip was to go out there and pace a former coworker of ours, a friend of mine. Uh, who had gotten into Leadville and was doing the Leadville 100. And so she had asked me to go out there and, and pace her. And so that was the reason to go out there. And unfortunately, it didn't quite work out for her that well. But, I mean, she went for it. She She was injured going into it. She decided to still kind of, you know, I was like, I got into the lottery. I did the training. I'm going to go for it and and see how far I got. She managed to get uh, to uh, mile 30 before she had to kind of pull it because she was severely injured, uh, as we found out afterwards, where she had you know a pelvic stress fracture and some other things that were uh, preventing her from continuing. And I think it was the right choice. But luckily for me, I had also decided that, you know what, I was like, I don't want to go out just for the weekend, you know, it's Colorado, it's a summer, I've never been there in the summer, I've only been there for skiing, and I loved it for skiing, and I've always wanted to go back and um, experience a summer there, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take some time, and, you know, just kind of like, I'm going to rent a car, and I'm, you know, get a, you know, find a place through Airbnb and just stay out there, so I ended up staying at Copper Mountain for for a day, and then driving back and forth between Copper and Leadville, and was able to... Um, get on part of the Leadville course. I did run out uh, up Mount Elbert um, which is a 14er and that was a goal. Unfortunately it was not one that I was able to achieve because I got a late start. You know, I didn't start between, you know, the... should have slept in that morning. I, yeah, I was on vacation. <laughs> so it's like the idea of getting up at 5.30 in the morning or actually starting on the trail at 5.30 in the morning uh, was like not something I really want to do. Plus, at the same time, it was a day that after, um, you know, Morgan had you know, pulled from the race So I, and I was visiting. and I just like didn't want to say, all right, peace out. See ya. You know, so I wanted to kind of uh, see her before she took off back home to Colorado Springs. So I got a late start and I was like, well, I'm going to attempt you it know go as far as I can. And I did go as far as I could. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I was worried about daylight. I still had another, let's see, I got up to about 12,300 feet. So I st- still had another 2000 feet to go, probably another hour and a half to two hours that would have put me at the peak probably around 6 o'clock, uh, maybe a little bit later. Um, because at that point, you're really not running. You're moving at a very slow pace. My GPS is set to stop at a certain point um, when it gets to a, a slow speed. So basically, I think it's anything that's uh, slower than a 30-minute uh, you know, uh, uh, pace per mile. And so it wasn't registering anything. And that's how slow I was moving. Um, because it, it just gets really steep and you have to hike. You can't really run unless sure. you're – you live in the area and you're running at, at, and you're one of those elite athletes like a Killian Journey or a Sage Canada or one of those guys. Um, those are the only ones are going to be running. The rest of us are just going to have to, uh, you know, hike it. And, um, so I didn't make it. I decided to turn back around. Um, I didn't have a headlamp. I was running out of water and the safe thing was like, you know what? Great. You know, but it was beautiful uh, views there. The weather was perfect. Also spent some time in Breckenridge, which I love. It's almost, I mean, I, I went to Breckenridge for several years, uh, skiing, so it's nice to go there in the summer. So, weather was perfect, it was beautiful. And of course, I had people, uh, including Morgan and, and her group of friends, who so was like, You should stay here, you should live in Colorado Springs, you should live out in Colorado. And other friends are going, I'm surprised you even came back. The, the, the pictures, everything was, was gorgeous. So, um, I, I do think I'm going to plan on maybe writing a blog post and sharing some of those images through our website. I don't know that I'll be doing it for this coming week, but uh, the video for sure will have to be another week or two. Um, but yeah, that's my goal is to kind of put some of those images there because it was, it was awesome. And, you know, I haven't been training for anything, uh, this year. There's like no race or anything, but I've, I've managed to stay in shape and, and work out and, and, and run. And people was like, well, what are you training for? I'm like for life. And, and to a certain extent, that's what it is. This is an opportunity that I had and I'm grateful that I was able to, to be in the shape to where I could go out and enjoy and see some of these views because if I wasn't running on a regular basis, if I wasn't in shape, I don't think I could have experienced this trip. I couldn't have said, yes, I'll go out to Leadville and pace you at altitude or, or to experience CO even partially getting up to a 14er. Um, so that was, that was awesome. Well, and your trip to Colorado is a great segue into
1: today's episode. We're sure glad that you did come back, that you did not change your residence. As you know, today we had the chance to connect with a friend and former team member. So it shows not just when you were out there with Morgan. I know you also saw Evan. So you've had a lot of former team members in your life recently. That will continue to be the case today. Our featured conversation with Jared J. Rock Carson. He was a former team member of ours, in fact, as you'll hear in the D2 rightfully mentions that he is a smart dude in addition to a very qualified runner because he was the one who hired Dave Martinez onto the Big Peach running company team. But for those of you who do not remember Jared or that name does not yet ring true for you, here's what you should know six months from almost right now. He will be at the start line for the Men's Olympic Marathon trials. He qualified in December of 2018 at the California International Marathon. And what we are going to do and what we are going to ask you to do as we go to a break is to camp out on the fact that six months from now, those trials will take place here in our backyard. And Jared obviously has a goal. He is working towards that goal. He knows what much of the next six months will look like. But what about for the rest of us? I can tell you right now, it is not my intent to try to qualify for the trials. It would be laughable for me to think that I could, but it does not mean that I do not have goals or should not set targets for the next six months. It's true for D2, and I bet it's also true for you. So this will give you pause. It'll give you an opportunity to say, whether it's in the home, at the workplace, through your fitness, that there are targets you should go ahead and set For late February, and we're going to tease out and give you some really cool things to think about how to get there. One thing, D2, that we should do, knowing when this releases the Labor Day edition, congratulations to all of those who are running right now or have just completed the 2019 Big Peach Sizzler.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean it's uh so there's a five K and a ten K and yeah, you, know, you guys are gonna go out there. If you're if you're listening to this right now, it's first thing you're probably heading to the start line, maybe getting ready for it or you've Listening into it later, and uh, completed it, and had a great time at the at the finish line with a a beer from uh, Tucker Brewing, if you're of legal age, and just a post race kind of uh, party. That the it's just a great atmosphere.
1: It is a great atmosphere, thanks to everyone who was part of that: participants, volunteers, and everybody who just came out to cheer the runners on. Proceeds go to Miles for Cystic Fibrosis. What an awesome! charity and yet organization that does so much so thanks for being part of the fun on labor day more fun to come it's going to be right on the backside of this break do not go anywhere we will be right back after this brief message shopping for
0: a runner can be difficult but big peach gift cards make it a whole lot easier they're perfect for birthdays holidays or any occasion to show you support a healthy and active lifestyle Gift cards are also perfect for the workplace as an incentive, reward, or thank you for a job well done. Big Peach Running Company gift cards are available at all seven locations and online at bigpeachrunningco.com. And welcome
1: back to the Run ATL podcast. As you could probably tell in the intro that D2 and I did, we are so excited about today's featured conversation. Not only do we have a theme that we're really amped about, we have a guest guest who we can say with absolute certainty is someone we know really, really well. D2, you and I oftentimes have the good fortune of kind of meeting people as we go through these interviews. That is not the case today. I think you and I are both jacked about having Jared
0: J-Rock Carson on. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a good old friend. He's, a, I mean, he, he hired me. I mean, the boy knows talent. If he hired yep. you at Big Peach Running Company,
1: this guy knows talent. Jared, good morning. How are you?
2: Good morning. Good to be with you guys today.
1: Well, it's awesome to have you. We gave a little bit of your backstory in the intro, but to be sure, and D2 just mentioned this, J-Rock was with the Big Peach running company team for quite some time. Still somebody we look back on fondly in terms of his contributions in our organization. There are many people, including D2, who can give some credit for not just the team member, but to some degree, the kind of person he is today. So your influence, Jared, continues to live on at Big Peach Running Company. But what we're going to talk about today has to do with some of the cool things that you've gone on to do since you have left Atlanta. We mentioned to everyone that you are one of 180 men. That is it thus far, who have qualified for the men's edition of the Olympic Marathon Trials. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, and now as we set our theme, six months almost to the day. The Olympic marathon trials will take place on February 29th on Leap Day here in Atlanta, year 2020, and you will be at the starting line coming home. That has to be a special opportunity for you, for sure, to know that you'll have plenty of friends and family who are watching. But knowing that that's six months out, Jared, and what I think about is all of us could very easily just let the next six months slip by. We could go from Labor Day 2019 to late winter heading into early spring 2020. And even though sometimes the days are long, we all recognize that the months and the years go by in such a hurry. And without maybe a big target or a beacon, they just go by and they go by and they go by. And then we look back and we're like, man, we missed an opportunity to set a target, to have a goal, to be able to look out further than what tomorrow or the end of this week brings. And you obviously have that right in front of you. So as a place to get started, knowing that you're six months out from coming back to Atlanta to run these Olympic marathon trials, what is going through your mind right now?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, it It can be daunting sometimes to think about an event that you're trying to get prepared for, especially something like this, where you want to be as physically prepared as for this event more than any event you've ever been prepared for before. And to look at the calendar, which is happening still to this day of like looking at the calendar every day thinking like, okay, we're this many days out, we're this many days out. Um, it can be daunting for sure. But I think the one thing that I always try and do for myself is like, I know that six months is out there, but I don't look at it on a daily basis as a six months out. I look at it as like, it's like a marathon. You take it one mile at a time and I look at it of like, okay, what do I need to accomplish like to be for my schedule? Cause I juggle so much. Like I literally look at it like, what do I need to accomplish this week? And I really get focused on what has to occur for that given week to get to the next week, to get to the next week. And you think about it like that. Mike and it's like before you know it a month goes by and then two months goes by and then you can really get to the point where you're like oh wow like we're really getting close to this particular event now and I'm really glad that I'm prepared for it so for me like I really just to make a moment to just stop and look at like what I need to focus on for a given week and then before you know it that time just starts to go by but you know I think it just gets back for me and I know this theme will probably come up again I'm just a big fan of enjoying the process and so like it's just a matter of really enjoying the day in, day out. You've got to be able to find joy in what you do each day or that six-month road or whatever it is you're getting ready for is going to just be a really, really long road unless you're enjoying the process.
1: So let's unpack a couple of those things. And so first of all, just to give everybody a little bit of the backstory: on December 2nd, 2018 J-Rock ran 2 hours, 17 minutes, and 50 seconds at the California International Marathon. That was his qualifying race. So we're more than six months past that qualifying race. And again, we're not going to suggest that for all of our listeners that we're going to promise you that you're going to have your best six months ever. In fact, we don't even want that to be the case. What we really want for you is to have your next best six months and then hopefully the next six after that'll be even better and so on and so forth and you'll have lots of six-month periods where you can say man those were six months that i really did do exactly what jared just said and that is enjoy the process before we unpack that part of it jared though you mentioned looking at things maybe a week at a time Mm bite-sized targets or setting goals and smaller increments on your way to what is the big goal which of course is that starting line on february 29th so When we think about your routine and you're going to be at a wedding I know from before we fired up the mic this weekend and then you'll get back and you'll be on Labor Day or on Tuesday right after Labor Day and it'll be time to get back at it for another week. What does a week look like for you as you pursue this six month goal?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for me, a given week is, is it, it's pretty consistent for the most part, which is another thing that helps me is provide is like finding some consistency um, and, you know, not getting, quote, boring with a routine, but like being able to definitely find some consistency. Like, so for me, you know, like I have a full time job. I have a family to support and take care of um, and I don't look at that, though, as like Oh man, there's more stuff now I have to juggle, and I'm just gonna be so busy, so I don't really have time for it. Like, I get honestly probably more motivated from that type activities. Of like, I have a really big, busy schedule, so I need to be really structured and plan my day out as far as like, when am I gonna get my training in? Because I don't want it to cut into family time, and I obviously don't want it to take a priority over work. Um, and so, for me, because my week can fluctuate so much during the day at work, I look at a week at a time and I think to myself, okay, like here's when I'm going to have time to carve this out. Um and then, you know, when the weekends roll around, like there's just obviously like a communication with my wife and with my family as far as like when am I going to take care of this throughout the weekend so that it doesn't cut into family time. So there's certain things that are obviously set in stone, which is family time is obviously super important to me and then time that obviously we all have to handle which is work. And then and for me it's just around like working in my schedule around that, and it fluctuates. you know I have like most of the time I know when it's going to be, and I have the, the luxury of a lot of times being able to run either at lunch or either early in the mornings, um, but uh, you know it that can change sometimes, so it's just being able to look at that at one week at a time helps me just kind of manage it a little bit better
1: so obviously you're super intentional about your schedule seemingly highly organized with what you're putting on your schedule you've established priorities time for people who do not know this megan jared's wife also was a former team member of ours in fact kind of funny story jared also has a twin brother who was a team member of ours and josh carson his wife was a team member of ours so if anybody thought well what's the dating <laughs> policy at big peach running company obviously we are all for it and megan as well as his young son Brady are a priority. Jared has always been super committed to his family and to those special relationships. I know there are lots of our listeners who can relate to that. In addition, Jared is currently with Nike. One thing that Big Peach Running Company has been very proud of and very intentional about over the years is for those who have interest in working for those industry recognized or global sporting goods brands. That's been important to us as well. We believe we have a role to play in terms of Getting team members who have that interest, who have that goal to be in the best position to actually make it happen. And and D2, you can recollect maybe this list the same way that I can. We've got people, a couple of team members at Nike. We've got former team members at Asics, at Adidas, at Mizuno, at Under Armour, at Saucony, at Hoka, at Ultra. At Brooke. So we've had quite a number of people who have elected to pursue that particular path, but it's a demanding path, and we know from working with these people now oftentimes on the other side that it's not necessarily any easier or it's not less hours than what it is at Big Peach Running Company, and now Jared has teased that out for us that he is very much in the midst of building his career at a brand that rightfully so is very demanding of his performance there. So you've got the family aspect, you've got the career considerations, and then you've got the week in and week out requirements of getting ready for the Olympic marathon trials. So now, Jared, knowing that that's the case with you and you having already said that you've got to enjoy the process, that you have to find joy in what you're doing, how is it that you are sure that that happens week in and week out? What are you intentional about that assures you that for the most part, the joy will be part of the next six months for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, and just to even provide some, like, further context back before, like, you know, this past year and the success that I had in it, is, like, that's always been, you know, a bit of a constant struggle. I mean, I can remember in high school and college when I was still kind of getting into the running scene, like, I used to find myself comparing myself to others too much. I used to find myself, like, Constantly trying to look at like what others did and then try and best that and outperform that person And I finally got to a point where I was like I, This isn't working and I'm not enjoying this anymore Like I need to get focused on what I can do and what I can accomplish for myself And I think at that point when I started to kind of get that that epiphany hit It was like, you know, I, I can actually get more out of myself and this is a more enjoyable process to see what I can do And what i can personally accomplish for myself it makes me feel better than trying to just compete against other people and so for me like there was this there was this switch where i was able to start just like it almost felt like some weight was lifted off my shoulder and i was able to really just focus on what jared could do and what jared wanted to do and not compare myself against others and that was one step for me that really helped to just like put focus and and get back to that like you mentioned mike of having joy and enjoying the process throughout this because it is it can be difficult if, it's, if you think about it, it's just like oh i 'm just trying to compete with someone else or i 'm doing this just because you know a coworker wanted to to do this, or you know i 've got pressure from friends or family to train for this five k 10 k marathon, whatever it may be, but i 'm not enjoying it i 'm just doing it just to keep other people happy and it's you've got to make sure you find the reasons that you enjoy it, and so for me, like it, it just it was a click that like i 'm really enjoying this process, and I want to do this for myself
1: now. So that has to be so liberating, and obviously I remember you for the length of the time we've known each other, and it's been quite some time now. Obviously, we worked very closely together at one point where it did allow us on a regular basis to go out and get some miles in. You were always kind enough to wait on me or slow your pace or whatever it might have been, if nothing else, maybe because I had the corporate card and would buy the coffee and the scones afterwards. but what I do know is that you've not always been hyper-focused on making the Olympic marathon trials. And now here you are on your way to the start line. Give us a little bit of an understanding of how you ultimately oriented yourself towards that pursuit and Mm -hmm. liberating yourself from comparing yourself to others, but then selecting a target for you and going after it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was in college, I was a decent runner, but never I wouldn't say I had the times that like ever made me think to myself that I could qualify for the trials. Um, at most runners though it's probably in the back of their mind, whether they think it can become a reality or not. And then when I graduated college and was obviously working in Atlanta with, with you guys at big peach, um, I always maintained fitness and I always ran and, you know, I always had an opportunity to, to maintain fitness and, and, uh, explore some new things which was fun um you know i can remember i'll never forget the time that you told me we were going for an hour trail run and it turned into a two and a half hour trail run um, the highlight and, of my uh, running
1: career with you because <laughs> i think i bested you for at least 30 to 40 of those minutes that we were out yeah. there
2: yeah and the I don't element think of I surprise
1: pro- yeah
2: the, the nice little bear encounter and yes. uh, I, I can't say that i uh was, uh, was happy for the first the, the 10 minutes after that run completed. But I, I got over it, and uh, I realized that I could potentially have a trail career in my future. Not a very good one, but at least a trail career. <laughs>
1: that, um, I don't know. Well, we, after the trials, we may have to uh, <laughs> orient you once again. Now that you're a trials qualifier, I think there's perhaps very little that you could, uh, you know, you could say you couldn't be ready for. <laughs> and uh, and so I got
2: to get like some nice exposure. So I felt like I always kind of was able to like maintain fitness. But you know, it was when I left Atlanta and I moved to to Austin. I connected with a group of guys there, which this this will be kind of a new segue into like I feel like one thing that's really helped to build my momentum is I found. A team. It wasn't an official team, but it was just a group of guys, a group of friends that we were able to work together and start to really challenge each other. And so this was leading up into the 2016 trials. And so I had had a pretty decent performance in the half marathon. And it started to cross my mind of like, well, wow, maybe I could take a long shot and qualify for the Olympic trials. And the times were similar. Um, at the time to hit the standard for the 2016 as they are for the 2020 and so I I started to give it a go Um, but unfortunately we have setbacks in life and I had a pretty bad Achilles injury that had me knocked out from competitive running for about a year and a half and then when I got over that you know life took place life continued on Um, we ultimately made our way to Portland Oregon which is where we live now and uh when we got to Portland, you know, the idea was still in the back of my mind of trying to qualify. I now had a new team here in, in Oregon that I was training with, with Bowerman Track Club. And uh, then it was announced that the Olympic trials for 2020 were gonna be in Atlanta. And it was like, I mean, it was a no brainer. I was like, I have to give myself a shot at this. I mean, not only would it be special to qualify for the trials, because it's something that I personally want to be able to look back on and say, I set a really big goal and accomplish that. But now it's gonna be in my hometown. like. I've got to give this a go, and so, you know, a year and a half ago is like I really got excited about the idea of trying to hit the standard, and so that's at the beginning. of two thousand eighteen is when I kind of started to set a race calendar um, to to accomplish that, and you know, I was fortunate to be able to have the right setup, the right group of guys to train with, um, you know, the coaching that I've had. I've been with the same coach for twelve years now. Um, that consistency has helped, and. And, and luckily, I was able to accomplish that within the 2018 calendar year by the hair of the last month, but I did it. so
1: That's awesome. We're talking to Jared Carson, Olympic Marathon Trials Qualifier, former teammate at Big Peach Running Company and an all-around great dude. This is the Run ATL Podcast, J-Rock. So even though we're going to concentrate on what it looks like to have – targets and set those targets and pursue them, whether it's over the course of the next few weeks or ultimately thinking six months down the road. What I do want to recognize is that there are a lot of people out there who have set maybe fall half or full marathon targets themselves. Maybe they're going to a big race like Marine Corps, Chicago, or going to New York City in early November, or maybe they've found a local race, whether it's a half or a full marathon, whether it's local here to Atlanta or someplace that is special to them. You mentioned that at the onset in 2018, you set that as a target. As we already discussed, you went to California International at the beginning of December last year, made that target a reality. So take us to what you might recognize as super helpful maybe even part of why it came together for you and for those who do not know this jared is also a coach so this is advice that's not just coming from someone who has a great result under his belt but also someone who works with others on such a regular basis so for that person who is now coming through that conventional summer time frame looking at a fall race in october or november their target might not be to make the trials. It may be their PR at that distance. It may be to be a couple of minutes faster than they've been before or somebody who's lining up next to them. What would you say is so important to be thinking about over the next 30 to 60 days for anyone who has that mindset right now?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that's like helped me so much is just finding consistency and, you know, a coach and finding someone that I can just be able to trust. Um, you know, I find myself writing workouts and helping other people out because I can put my attention into them and they don't have to necessarily worry about it. The training and the coaching, what do I do on this day? What do I do on that day? I do that process for them so they can just get the work done. And that's how it is for me. You know, I've worked with, uh, with my coach Jay now for over 12 years. And and, uh, I, I just don't have to think about it. You know, I, I have a schedule, he gives it to me. I look at it each week. I go, you know, okay, that's what needs to be done this week. I make some adjustments throughout the week based on my work schedule and family life. But, um, I, I just, I don't have to worry about it as much. And then in addition to having a coach and someone that I can trust and, and be able to put my trust into, um, is a team or a group of people, whether it's a group of friends, you know, to keep you accountable, to go on that social run each morning or, Um, you know for me like you know in trying to prepare for an event like the Olympic trials like I can go out and handle the easy runs by myself and I actually prefer to run by myself on those days but on those days where we're actually like putting in like really hard miles and we're putting in like really hard workouts to prepare ourselves for race pace like I couldn't do it without the group of guys that I have here in town to train with because we all help each other out Um, we, we help each keep each other accountable but we also just we also just push each other to the next level. And I mean, they've certainly been able to give me the confidence that I can do things that I never thought I could do because of having them to help hang on to.
1: What a great tidbit for all of us. And D2, I know you and I can relate because it seems like you know, you've been part of the team now. We talked about Jared being the person who hired you, but you've been part of the team for a while. You and I are about the same age. And it seems like so many of our team members, it's one of those things you cycle in with great people like J-Rock and then cycle in more great people that are the same age that J-Rock was when he started. It's like being a college professor. We get older every year, but the team members that we go out and run with never get any older. So we have to kind of go out with and run with them and just hang on. And I think that's helped us where we run with these people who are younger and faster than we are. And although we may not keep up with them the entire way, it does make us better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing, Jared, what I'm going to take us to is as we think about giving some real tactical, practical race advice. You mentioned Coach Jay. For those of you who maybe have heard that term, go back and listen to episode number 53 of The Run atl podcast we did have jared's coach jay stevenson and their partner ryan hall yes that is the ryan hall you might think of when you think of distance running jared's been working with jay for quite some time including at shorter college where jared was an all-american But take us to December 2nd, 2018. We already talked about your finishing time. For those who did not do the math, that's a five minute and 16 second pace across those 26.2 miles. And I think you would be the first to indicate, Jared, that one person's race strategy isn't necessarily the same race strategy that makes sense for someone else. But Mm -hmm. my guess is with the intention to make the trials, you had a strategy going in to that event that even if you didn't execute perfectly, was top of mind as you covered those miles. So take us to Sacramento, California that early morning in December and tell us what your plan was and ultimately what you executed to get you to the finish line in qualifying status.
2: Yeah, no, I mean that was a special, special day. That was a day that I'll I'll never forget Um, and it's uh, a day that I reflect on frequently um, you know, just when I, when I need that extra motivation to to get out of the bed or or uh, go run the, the extra mile that I'm supposed to run. But it was a day that um, was really special because the guys that I trained with, we were all down there together. There was about, there was a group of seven or eight of us that had spent all fall logging miles together and doing workouts together. So we were all down there together. And, you know, going into the race, we were obviously pretty strategic about you know what the course was going to be like so we would try to mimic training throughout the fall on roads around here in Portland that were similar to what that course was going to be like so you know the Cal International or what it's a lot of times referred to as CIM is a course that is is, is rolling it doesn't have any super steep hills up or down um, you've got some rollers kind of up in there that kind of change your pace a little bit but it was a course that we knew that we could probably run pretty even splits um you know there's some races you go to and due to the steep downhills or the uphills you know you're going to have some fast miles you know you're going to have some slow miles but for for cim we knew that we were going to probably be able to run pretty even on our splits and going into the race you know we've got 219 which was the qualifying standard to hit we've got 219 which is 518 pace just locked in our minds i mean it's a pace that we knew All fall, um, our workouts were catered around hitting that pace or faster. Um, and I mean, I can even remember the morning of like putting my racing flats on and like looking back at a, at my phone to look at the splits one last time, just to lock in, like, what do I need to be at at 5k? What do I need to be at at 10 miles? What do I need to be at halfway? So, I mean, those, those markers were locked into our mind. And, you know, that morning, I I think, uh, it was, uh, we all got together at the hotel. We all got bussed out to the starting line and, uh, It was a morning that, like, I don't think I've ever felt that calm before a race because I felt so prepared for it on the starting line. And so, standing on the starting line that morning, I felt so prepared for that race. It really helped having our team there as well because, you know, there was probably a hundred guys—if no, it was probably 150 guys—that were all going for the standard that morning. And it was really comforting to be able to look to your left and look to your right and see the guys wearing the same singlet as you. And uh, I think, you know, that day, like you know, myself and my teammates, we just kind of like locked together as soon as the race took off. And we just immediately started to like, get together and get in a group. And we knew what we needed to run. And, you know, it's very, it's very easy in a race with a bunch of guys trying to take off from the starting line to all want to go a little too fast. Um, But we were very consistent about running like, hey, we need to run 515 to 518. And that's really what we did the entire time. And every major checkpoint we got to, I think, you know, the half is probably the easiest checkpoint to get to. And you know, we got to the halfway marker, we looked at each other and we're like, wow, we're, we're 45 seconds ahead of where we need to be right now. And are you guys feeling good? I'm feeling good. And, you know, Mike, Dave, this is another opportunity of like, not only was that race special because of our small team that was there, but it goes to show you the greater good of the running community and how helpful we all are. Because, you know, one of the things that we had the luxury of having was tables to have bottles of, for fluids. But, that's not as easy of a concept as it sounds. You get to a table, you've got literally 10 to 12 guys who are all fighting to find their bottle at a particular table. You don't always find your bottle. And I can remember that one guy out of our group would probably find his bottle successfully. He would get a sip and then he's looking around the group going, hey, I've got noon here, who, who needs who needs noon? And then we would literally pass the bottle around to make sure everyone's staying hydrated and is staying um, fueled throughout the race. Everyone would get a sip and everyone's like, is everyone good? And then they'd toss the bottle and then on we go to the next table and that would happen. So you've got a group, a pack of guys who are just out there all trying to accomplish the same goal. But we also all want one another to achieve that goal as well. And so that was pretty special to have that day of, of like everyone just coming together we're all of a sudden no longer competitors. We're all in this together to try and reach the same goal. And so that happened throughout the entire race. And as you can imagine, the longer the race went, that group got smaller and smaller, but we're all just checking on each other throughout the entire time. And, you know, with two miles to go, it was pretty special because my my, uh, teammate and buddy, Patrick Reeves, who's also from Atlanta, who also qualified for the trials, he and I were together with two miles to go. And I remember him looking at me and I looking at him and we're like, dude, we're gonna do this. Like, we're gonna do this. Like, we just got to stay together. We just got to stay on our feet. And I remember getting to the with one mile to go. And and I remember he looked at me and I looked at him. And he was like, "Dude, let's just enjoy this last mile. Like, we're gonna do this." And so it was a pretty special day. Um, you know, a, a day that I still get chill bumps thinking about, um, even to this day, six plus months later.
1: That's awesome. I get chills just kind of listening to you do it. And I think we can all think back. To something that we set out to accomplish. And then we know through plenty of hard work that we did arrive, like you said, J Rock, feeling so calm and ready to go. And then you just put it out there. I mentioned this to our team earlier this week. I think about this when I think about a 516 pace. Of course, 50 years after the moon landing, everybody rightfully, especially when we talk about setting goals, likes to talk about John F. Kennedy and his comments about sending a man to the moon and bringing him safely back to Earth by the end of the decade. But the quote that he mentions, not as part of that lunar mission that always inspires me, those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. And I would imagine at that start line, you can fail miserably when you set out at 515 to 518 pace. If you fall apart or the Mm -hmm. wheels come off or you have a GI problem or it is not your day, it is a fail miserably because I would bet my life on the fact that you have to humble yourself to come off the course or it makes for a long last 10 K or 10 miles, but you went for it. And two things, Mm -hmm. J rock that you pulled out so beautifully. One preparation And two, that sense of community, what you call that pack of guys who are all pursuing the same target. Let's talk about now and those same things. You mentioned bite-sized preparations, and you mentioned having a team that helps keep you accountable, especially during those workouts that you really have to go for it. But how about those others who are around you? Obviously, I know, Megan, I know your son, Brady, is young. I've had the good fortune of getting to know your parents and your brother and your sister who's that support system outside of those people who are part of your family or part of that pack that you're training with? What else would you suggest for all of us in terms of having the right support system or the right environment around us when we set a target and we have to be focused?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important, obviously, to surround yourself with positive people. Um, I think it's, it's, surround yourself with people who are are like-minded and have ambitious goals. And it doesn't have to be the same goal, but it has to be, you know, someone that else is that you, that is also wanting to pursue the best out of it. Whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's running, whether it's working out, whether it's, you know, improving your diet, whether it's living an active lifestyle. Um, I think it just makes such a difference to be surrounded by positive people. And I mean, it's, you know, I'm fortunate that, you know, that my family is supportive of me. Um, and you know i i 'll ask sometimes because like some of my family, with the exception of megan like they don 't necessarily understand what is involved in the process of preparing for something like you know the uh, the trials you know they, you have to run every day like you know that type of attitude but they're, but they 're super supportive of it and uh, you know I think i 've got the group of guys that you 've mentioned that I have to run with and train with and and they 're obviously super positive and they 're training for very similar things but you know, just, you know, even at work, just being surrounded by other people who, you know, they get what we're doing. And I think, you know, some of it, I'm I'm fortunate to be able to work at a, at a brand like Nike who, you know, you're, I'm surrounded by all these people who are just focused on bettering themselves, you know, and it's not everyone's at running. Some people are like, I love to play soccer and I play soccer every single day as much as I can. I like to go to the gym and I like to work out. Um, and so being in a in an environment where you have the ability to just Stay motivated and, and honestly just get inspiration from other people as well, no matter what it is they're doing. If it's the same as you or different than you, it makes a big, big difference.
1: So there's so much there. And here we're just going to let this stick in the craw of all of our listeners because it'll do the same with me and D2. But – We're gonna ask you again, think about the next six months for you. We already know what J-Rock is focused on, perhaps among many things, but certainly the Olympic marathon trials. But what is it for you? What is it for me? Those six months are gonna go by so quickly. And then let's ask ourselves, take this moment, take perhaps at the conclusion of this podcast, say, all right, I am gonna think about where I should be or what I should be doing or what I perhaps should have accomplished or moved forward by the end of February, 2020. But then just as importantly, what is it that you're doing today? What is it that is that bite that bite-sized goal, that set of targets over the course of the next week, that's going to help you get there? And will you commit to that? Just as importantly, J-Rock just mentioned surrounding yourself with people who are going to better you, that are going to help you stay accountable to those targets. And then are you surrounding yourself with those people who are positive? And encouraging. There may be people in my life and yours, listener, that all of a sudden we have to distance ourselves from because they're not speaking in to our lives with that encouragement or with that positive attitude that does pay off, as Jared has proven. All right, J-Rock, here's a question that is perhaps asking you to be somewhat clairvoyant. Get your crystal ball out. <laughs> You're standing at the start line, your hometown. You were born in Atlanta, GA, and now here we are. All these years later you're standing at the start line interesting tidbit this is one reason i knew i was going to like j-rock my dad who was a huge influence on me passed away a number of years ago now but was born 50 years to the day before j-rock was so i remember when i learned when jared's birthday was and then calculated his age Guest of the year, Jared confirmed that was indeed the year he was born, was exactly 50 years after when my father was born. And so now, J-Rock, you're at the start line of the same city where you were born. What is it going to be like to be there? What's going to be going through your mind? And and will you be able to contain yourself from a smile that's likely going to be from ear to ear before (laughs) the gun goes off? So to the best degree that you can, tell me what you think you're going to be feeling as you get to that start line, but before the race begins.
2: Uh I mean I, I can't I can't wait. I think um it's gonna be a day that is gonna be a, a lot of reflection. Um I think I'm gonna be standing on that starting line and thinking about family, friends, um the the city itself, with growing up there, it's gonna be super nostalgic to run back through some of those areas of, of, of downtown that, you know, I can remember going to with my grandparents and with my parents as a kid um and now being able to run on those roads. But I think it's going to be such a reflection of where I came from to where I am now, and really looking at like how long this journey has been. I mean, I I was running the other day, laughing to myself, like I'm like I'm still doing this, you know? Like I started running, I don't know, seventeen, eighteen years ago, and I'm like I'm still doing this. Um, and you know, I never would have ever imagined that first day of running in high school that I would still be doing this to this day and have been able to achieve what I achieved. Um, I'll think about, you know, I'll think about that first day. I, that very first day of running cross country in high school is still so vivid in my mind. Um, because it was hot, it was humid. I didn't want to wear the short shorts and I, I didn't want to even continue the next day. I was like, I'm doing this for soccer and then I'm moving on. And, uh, you know, my high school coach, um, he he was there to motivate me and he was there to inspire me and say, like, you got to give this a try. Like, you know, this is something that you might be able to have some potential with one day. And he still lives in Atlanta. He was the first person I called the day after the Olympic trial or the I qualified last year. He'll be at the race as well. The family, my family's going to have a cheering section. Um, Big Peach better have the loudest cheering section out there on Peachtree Street.
0: We're planning um, on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's going to be a special day you know I had the opportunity to come back to Atlanta earlier this year in March they did a little preview course uh, they did a little preview on the trials course um, so that some of the athletes could see what the course was going to look like and even that moment that was a small field that day and even that moment I remember standing on the starting line just with chills already thinking to myself like this is going to be one magical moment when this happens next year on February 29th so I can't wait. I know that it's going to be emotional, especially those first few miles, um, because it's going to be an opportunity just to reflect on everything. And then uh, I think I'm going to have to really just zero in and focus um, in that middle section because I I know as I start to reach the finish line, it's going to become emotional
1: again. Man, you are coming back home. For those who cannot wait, perhaps see what jared is up to or learn more about him i would certainly recommend going to run training.com again you will have heard that website from episode number 53 of the run atl podcast but that's run free J jrock is one of the coaches on ryan hall and jay stevenson's team certainly he would be very interested in helping you achieve your goal and perhaps run in ways that you've not yet experienced jared As you come back what I will tell you we better have a big cheering section you may or may not actually know this but our Midtown store is on a part of the course that you will pass by eight times. So if we don't have a big cheering section, shame on us. We're actually already (laughs) working on some fun things that we're going to do. Can't wait to let the Atlanta marketplace know all that's going to be going on at Big Peach Running Company from what we'll call the world headquarters of that special day, our Midtown store. A little too early to share those details, lots of things to get figured out, including security, race start time, obviously traffic and where spectators are going to be able to get to easily and perhaps where it won't be quite as easy to access but it will be a special morning for us as well and i may actually be emotional watching you come by whether it's the first time or the last time as you then make your way to the finish line because you have been someone that has been an absolute privilege to have in my life and certainly is a big part of the history at big peach running company in terms of Not just the logistical and organizational contributions, but quite frankly, the attitude and the mindset that you brought that uh, is still part of what we do every single day for the communities we serve and the guests we have the good fortune of having in our stores. So what I would love to do, J-Rock, we've talked through this about all of us need to have. Our next best six months. All of us need to think about what is going to occur for us in our lives, even if it's not the Olympic Marathon Trials on Leap Day 2020. Knowing that this is your hometown, knowing that you're getting a chance to talk to people who will have the good fortune of watching you blaze by on Olympic Marathon Trials Day. As we go to a break, would you just encourage us, in whatever our pursuits might be, no matter how different they may be than running the Olympic marathon trials and give us some of that philosophy that you espouse so well and that mindset you have that we all should be passionate about something we should all be intending to achieve something but what we can do over the course of those next 180 days that gives us the best chance to have maybe some of that same feeling you indicated you would have on race day
2: yeah absolutely i think that you know we all are going to have different different uh aspirations um our goals are going to vary but we all have goals and we all should set our goals to be the highest as possible and and shoot after it you know i think we've talked earlier about you know the idea of potentially failing um but that's part of it you know i think that's you you set a goal and and you you may or may not accomplish it but if you don't necessarily accomplish that great goal you're still going to accomplish a good goal and so i think it's important to make sure that we you get back to i've said it over and over and i'll say it again of enjoying that process that day in day out what we call grind it's not a grind if you're enjoying the process and you're enjoying that that day-to-day and you're finding joy in whatever it is you do and you've got to break it down and take it small pieces at a time i mean being a marathon runner i use the marathon for the analogy a lot and it's literally i remind myself and i say to myself a lot like take it one mile at a time you know i'm going to worry about today And I'll let tomorrow worry about tomorrow when I get to it. I'll worry about next week when I get to it. So setting a goal, um, challenging yourself, surrounding yourself with positive people and really taking it one week at a time will help you to ultimately get to your, your long term goal.
1: Man, that is perfect. You are so good at this, my friend. And J-Rock, it has been a pleasure. I love you, bro. Give Megan a big hug from me. D2, we're going to get a chance to see him before too terribly long. These six months will fly by. But for the time being, we're going to go to a brief message. We'll be right back right after this. You've
0: got the right shoe for you, but maybe you're still getting blisters and your feet aren't too happy. The source of your discomfort may be the socks you're wearing. Cotton is rotten. You need socks made from synthetic materials that wick away the moisture that can lead to blisters. Big Peach Running Company carries a variety of styles and brands, including Features, Balega, Swiftwick, and N'Ginji. Every sock is buy three, get one free. Mix and match brands and styles, it doesn't matter. You'll save 25% when you pick up four pairs of socks. Keep your feet happy and stock up on socks at Big Peach Running Company.
1: And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. That was so cool, D2, to be able to connect with J-Rock, the modern technology that we can deploy in order to have a conversation that seems like we're right next to each other. And yet all the way out there in Portland, he had his coffee, we had ours, a nice morning conversation and a great setup for hosting the Olympic marathon trials here in our fair city.
0: Yeah, I've been a fan of uh, of Jared's for a while. I mean, I remember when he first hired me and I didn't really know his background or, you know, that, you know, what he ran in college or anything. I was like, he was my manager at the time, you know, general manager. And I knew that he was running and I knew he was faster than I was. And then I remember, uh, cause I ended up getting hired. I think it was in, uh, early February and public's marathon was in March. So I went out, I wasn't racing it. And, but I went out and like, it's kind of like, Oh, you know, let me go out there and take some pictures. And he came in second place. And that's where I was like, Oh man, I was like, this guy is fast. And I, ran with him a couple times and he's such a great guy. I remember when I was doing triathlons and I had this, you know, um, you know, it's a long weekend. I can't remember where I had like three different races going. I think we were doing like the Ekaden. I had a triathlon and then we were doing a, a, a morning run with, uh, Jared and a couple of our team members and, um, Brendan Pratt with Adidas. So, you know, and there was, I mean, these are all guys that ran in college. So, you know, I'm huffing and puffing, trying to keep up with him, but we're like on the home stretch and I'm like, you know, I looked at the light and the light was going to change and, and they were behind us. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. Me and this other uh, 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 guy that was with us, Grant, we just like, we're just going to run the light and let's that way we can beat him to the finish. That way we could say, we beat you, you know, to the finish. And Jerry was like, Nope, I'm coming after you. And he came through. And I mean, I remember him, you know, passing us and just kind of looking over his shoulder kind of like, are you guys still there? Are you still hanging? And I looked at him I'm like, I'm, I'm going to keep going, keep going. And he just gave me this kind of like smile, like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You know, and I just, and it was one of those things where it's just like, it, it was just, it was encouraging. It was, it was awesome. And, you know, he talked about the, uh, you know, you know, training with people and getting better and and pushing and that's who he is. And he was very encouraging. And I, I remember that was probably when I was at at my best, where I was when I was really training hard and really at my at, at the fastest I've ever been. And I think that's that's he influenced me. And I'm excited. And I'm okay, right now. I'm like I'm ready to get back into racing. You know, for the same reason he said, it's like you got to do it for you, not because anyone else or, or do it for someone else. You got to find the enjoyment. And for a while there, I did take a break from it because I I did find myself comparing myself to others and and trying and I wasn't doing it for myself. So I'm back into kind of doing it for myself, running for myself and and I'm gonna try to see what kind of goals I can set up for myself. So I'm I'm inspired. Well he finishes strong for sure. He referenced a trail race or run actually that we did
1: at one point where I took him from about a 1,000 feet above sea level to over 4,000, he was looking super ragged. And i he was right in the fact that we got up towards the summit of what's known as Big Frog Mountain in the Cherokee National Forest. Did see a bear, and I think he was... Wondering if you just kind of lay down and play dead for black bears because he was looking for a rest, and I was loving every minute of it, right? I'm like, man, this is the guy who just takes me to the figurative woodshed every time we go out and run the roads here in Atlanta, and I'm in my backyard, and now I'm kind of really handing it to him. On our way down, we ended up on a trail that was going to be a long straightaway and uh, somewhat easy to follow to the place where we had parked And I thought, well, you can't get lost. I'll see you at the car. And I took off. And I thought, man, there's something super satisfying about getting back to the car before J-Rock does. And I'll be darned, no matter how ragged he looked at the top of that peak and perhaps even from having seen that bear with a little bit of blood in his eye for a skinny runner, He blew by me in the last (laughs) half mile and I was just so frustrated but encouraged at the same time. So here's to a strong finish for J-Rock on February the 29th for sure next year. In the meantime, for those of you who do have a target that does include running, here's a reminder that you're going to want to take seriously. We are doing two fall training groups. One has already commenced out of our Kennesaw store. It is for all paces. It is for beginners or novices as well as those with deep experience for all distances as well. It is out of the Kennesaw location every Saturday morning. A little bit more specifically, for those of you who have targeted a half marathon, you're gonna want to join our Midtown store, although that program has just started. It is not too late. Again, we're releasing this episode on Labor Day 2019. So if you have a race of any distance, And you need that accountability group that J-Rock mentions. Think about our Kennesaw store on Saturday mornings. If you need that same kind of camaraderie, but specific to the half marathon, why don't you make your way down this upcoming Saturday to our Midtown store? D2, a lot going on. That's just part of it. One of the things we're really jacked up about is what one of our dual guests, Dr. Kate Edwards, is doing
0: Right, yeah. So she, um, you know, a couple months ago, she started a Kickstarter campaign to help, help you know, uh, bring this book to light. And it's based on her experience. There not being enough information out there for women um, during pregnancy that are also happened to run and then, you know, after pregnancy. So she's got a, a book um, uh, that's called Go Ahead, Stop and P.A. Guide to Running During Pregnancy and Postpartum. And so Obviously, you and I are not qualified to talk about those type of things, but I, I did support the you know and get the book, and I will read it because I do think it will end up being more educated, um, especially when it comes to talking to runners in the store, especially uh, women that are uh, during pregnancy, I at least point them in the direction of this resource so she uh, will be out with along with uh, um, her uh, co author Dr. Blair Green at our Decatur location on September 4th, and then we've got something scheduled at our Marietta location, so if you can't make September 4th or it's it's too soon um, And you don't have enough enough advance notice uh, Marietta on October 2nd, they'll be out there and they'll be doing a book signing And uh, so I think it's a great resource and it's something that obviously no one else has You know has a topic no one else has covered which is sort of kind of surprising Well, she's
1: terrific. I mentioned dual guest, two time because the topics have been so different. She's dual in the fact that the first time we had her on Dr. Kate Edwards, obviously a background that's going to help all of us, you know, get and stay healthy. And then we talked to her about a personal journey that she took in her first book racing heart, a runner's journey of love, loss, and perseverance. For those of you who are like, I got to get some of that history of the Run ATL podcast, would certainly encourage you to go back and listen to episodes 17 and 30. Those are those two episodes that we had Dr. Kate Edwards. I think we're going to have to get her back on this time to talk about, like you said, it's okay to stop and pee and make sure that we have all those tidbits and tips for those who are postpartum or are pregnant. And in the meantime, we'll look forward to seeing her at one of those events, whether in Decatur or in Marietta. For now, we're going to have to sign off. The good news is it won't be for long special episode for sure with our friend Jared Carson. Thanks to him for joining us. As always, D2, thank you for putting this together. And, of course, thank you to all of our listeners. You are so very much Appreciated, and we'll be back in just two weeks. In the meantime, as we always say, as we certainly
0: mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot. Hey, y'all, if you enjoy our podcast, let us know. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or guests you'd like to hear on the Run ATL podcast, email us at podcast at bigpeachrunningcode.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.